Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Have you here? Thank you so much for having me, Kim. <laughs> I've been so excited about this. <laughs> Same. Um, we spoke about this a little bit before, but do you want to tell everyone what is your morning ritual? Okay, so I wake up and I try to have a, a gratitude-minded thought, like I'm so thankful that I get to get up this morning instead of like I have to get up mm. just to start the day on the right foot. <laughs> it doesn't always happen, but when you're half awake, sometimes you're thinking like, oh, I don't want to do it. And that just starts the whole day in like this lack mind mindset. So I really try to wake up on a really receiving and grateful mood <laughs> mm -hmm. and then I'll do some sacred movement and dance at the moment I've been doing a lot of like meditation movement and dance and just popping on some music and moving my body how it wants to move I'll do some journaling just get some downloads some intuitive downloads I'll be doing some more dancing in there <laughs> just yeah really relaxed and then I make a really big breakfast <laughs> I love that. What do you normally eat for breakfast? It's usually oats with like a lot of things added in. So like LSA, chia seeds, I'll ha add some cacao and honey and then I'll make this like orange juice with lots of zinc powder and apple cider vinegar. Then I have all my supplements. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot going on for there's breakfast. I love that. It's like they say it's the most important meal of the day. So... <laughs> That's what they said. But then some days I'm just like crumpets with Nutella. Like. <laughs> you just have to follow what will make you feel best in the moment, I think. Exactly. What about you? What do you eat, Kim? Um, I am really boring with what I have for breakfast. I've been on like a learning how to make your own sourdough kick. So um, wow. I've been making my own sourdough. So I'll usually have that with like a bit of avocado and this sounds really weird, but I was making my own hot sauce for a bit. So I was just having like hot sauce and avocado on toast. <laughs> that is a skill. <laughs> but yeah, wow. it, it was weird, but it was good. <laughs> that is super impressive. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah. do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do and like what's been your journey to get here? Mm, okay. Well, I'm a sex therapist, <laughs> specifically working with women at the moment. And um, I suppose more recently, the reason I got into it, because I've only just sort of started publicly working in it. But the reason I got into it, just I felt there was a lot of hype around like the crystal pleasure ones and like orgasms and all of the really exciting part of sex. But I mean, just fundamentally, like you're not going to be able to enjoy that stuff if you don't work on your shadows and you're working on your um, stories that might be holding you back or healing from things that are really legitimate and you need to work through. So, you know, a lot of a lot of people that I spoke to, a lot of women were saying, like, that's great and all, but, like, I need to work on my trauma or I need to work on my limiting beliefs about pleasure, you know. And so I really was quite passionate about that need. So I wanted to make sure that I could feel that. And I've since been working on helping women to heal those stories. But I can also talk about the fun stuff. Like I love crystal pleasure ones and orgasms and that's all really good and exciting, but it needs to be a complete picture because at the moment we're just talking about half in the public arena. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to broaden the perspective a bit for everyone. 
I love that so much because it's like it's really similar in what I feel like I do with my work where it's like people are like, oh, I just need another strategy to make my business better. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if you knew every technique there is out there. If you have something that's blocking you from it, you have like a limiting belief, like you're never going to get to the place you want to go because you need to work on that thing first. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page about that. But like, I totally hold space for all of that, like, you know, the fun side. We need both. That's all. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, I feel like, like you were saying before, I feel like there's been kind of like an awakening sexually with people, how like people are becoming a lot more like open about wanting to talk about it. And mm. I guess along with that, it's like people are really uncovering that we like we don't really get a lot of sex education aside from like what you get in high school and like whatever weird thing that your parents maybe did or didn't tell you. Like people mm. are learning about it from really strange sources that are maybe like not the most empowering for people. Is this something you find a lot with women you work with? Like they just don't even know really like where they should begin on their journey? Yeah, totally. And I would even, I would see it as an unlearning. Mm. So we are fundamentally wired with everything that we know, like we need to know in life. Intuitively, we know everything. And it's the belief systems of society and things that have happened to us and these negative beliefs that we might be holding that get in the way. So it's really just an unlearning of those thinking patterns, which I know you know a lot about being a Mm. hypnotherapist (laughs) in RRT. But yeah, I just, I think that, we need to unlearn rather than try and learn new things. Like we don't need to learn new sex positions. We don't need to learn how to like create intimacy because that's already wired within us. We need to learn how to allow that to happen because we're, we're blocking it Mm -hmm. and removing those blocks from letting that happen is what will create an amazing sex life. And so that's what I really try and focus on. I think that it's really disempowering, to try and maybe tell women that like, look, you don't know anything and here's, here's everything you need to know about intimacy. I think it's actually got to be more about like, you know everything already. You just have to like get out of your own way and remove these blocks and it's all within you. And that, I find that's quite empowering, which mm-hmm. is the first step that anyone needs to take when they make any kind of change. Mm, yeah absolutely and like what are some of the ways they can go about like sort of healing those stories well I think the most simple and straightforward one is to use the mind for your benefit rather than your disadvantage so if it's already producing some kind of negative thinking pattern that keeps popping up then you can at least work with that so identify that sentence that's popping up in your head like it might be like I can't orgasm Mm is a really common one. Mm -hmm. And that language that you can use to replace that thinking patterns, every time that comes up, you replace with like, no, hang on. I'm actually learning how to orgasm Mm -hmm. and I'm an orgasmic woman. Like Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. So it's just replacing whatever the thought is that's popping up. And, you, you know, I think often we're also like the same in multiple areas. So I'm not a sexual person, for example, might be like, I'm also not a confident person. Mm. So often like how we relate to our sex life, there'll be some kind of pattern across all contexts of your life. Do you agree with that, Kim? A hundred percent. Like it's like that saying, like the way you do something is the way you do anything. Mm. Like 
the way you're kind of showing up in that arena, it would be a hundred percent like spilling over in other parts of your life where you'd be kind of almost disempowering yourself by being like, I can't do that. Or like, that's not the kind of person I am. Cause it's always just a story. Yeah. And I mean, I, I sit down to do sex healing with people, you know, and sex therapy, but we end up doing whole life therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just comes with it. You can't avoid it. And I love that. I love that about what I do. It's amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. What's something you wish that more people knew about how to have like a more fulfilling sex life? Hmm. God, where do I start? <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, I think that we've got to stop viewing sex in such a tunnel vision and linear way. It's we we our beliefs around it, you know, come from maybe porn and sex ed and even even science like has supported this idea that sex is like, I can't even remember the exact model, but it was in the sixties and it became the most famous one. But it's like sex is a a four step process that, you know, starts with arousal. There's a plateau and then there's like um, the orgasm and then there's refraction and that's it. Like it's Mm. so clinical, Mm. but I I really wish people would see that sexual, um, sex exists on a spectrum and it's not something that's specific to the bedroom it's something that we can engage with as an energy in all parts of life and I really do believe that would help a lot of people because it kind of just like expands from there as this concept it doesn't allow for judgment and suddenly we're all having a lot more sex because we're not refined to the concept of I need it like sex is defined by um, lying in bed together in missionary he orgasms and you know that that's what sex looks like it suddenly everything can be sex you know it's lying in the sun and eating like a really amazing peach it's suddenly mm. like sexual experience so i think if we started viewing sex as this really like beautiful concept and this energetic um system would suddenly be having a lot more of it mm. <laughs> and i think a lot of our issues would dissipate because it's just so much more forgiving and compassionate to see things as this really like broad and yeah, broad perspective. I think that's how I wish people would view it as this like energy rather than something that's very clinical and scientific and linear and tunnel vision. <laughs> Opposite yeah. of that. A hundred percent. And I feel like a lot of the times with sex, people become really goal oriented. Like they're like, the only point of it is to get to an orgasm. And if you didn't orgasm, like something wrong happened, but it's like, instead of just being like, that's the goal. And if it didn't happen, like you did a bad job or whatever, like if people can bring it back to like, just the experience of like intimacy and how it's like, like it's more about enjoying the process instead of being like, it needs to look a certain way. And if it doesn't look that way, like something is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really good. A lot of sex therapists are banging on about this nowadays. So Mm. I think the the new movement in sexual therapy or just, uh, I guess, in sexual enlightenment (laughs) is Mm. that we're going to let go of that goal-oriented and linear system. I think it's the next step for a lot of, especially women, because sex, the stories around sex are really only serving the more like masculine and involved in terms of like linear sex so I think it'll be really a really great movement that we're we're happy we're in the middle of right now and that's happening is that Mm -hmm. we're going to let go of 
um, goal-oriented sex and it's going to be really transformative for everyone. Mm, yeah totally because it just like it opens up the experience to be more about mindfulness and just like enjoying time with your partner over being like having I think with women who like they say they can't orgasm like already they're not excited about the idea of having sex because they already have kind of set themselves up to fail with the experience because they're like I can't orgasm well what's the point and it's never it's like that's like almost a bonus I think to the like time spent connecting with your partner exactly it does become like this you know focus like of the whole entire experience Mm. and I actually want to say like I really do understand for those who can't orgasm it is really frustrating Mm. it is a really real issue and there is a lot that I I work with I have a few clients I'm working through this with Mm -hmm. right now and you know it's a very real issue but at the same time like we need to just accept that sex was never meant to be about that Mm. ever Mm -hmm. It, it was like focused on in society and in porn and the stories we hear it was all about the orgasm but I just want people to know that was all it was all lies it's Mm. always just been about connection and that your experience orgasm or not is valid yeah yeah Yeah, and I guess it's like if we think about it it's almost like really a very like masculine way of viewing it that like an orgasm has to be a goal Like, it's Mm. like, so the guy feels validated that in that he did the right thing, but it's like, yeah, it's just another thing to check off the list almost kind of thing. (laughs) It is like this biological thing that, yeah, as an energy, it's very masculine, yes, Mm. to have a goal and focus. But I think what's missing in almost all areas of life is really divine feminine energy. And that's got nothing to do with gender, by the way, that's Mm -hmm. completely just about like the surrendering and giving of energies, mm. you know, the give and receive. And mm. I think in all contexts of life, not just in sex, if we apply it a little bit more surrender, a little bit more receiving and patience, a lot would change a lot. <laughs> I think we, we're focusing too much on, I think when we're, we're afraid and when there's fear and not just fear as in like, I'm scared, but as a concept, you know, the ego, it's driving force is fear. What, what tends to happen is we go straight into this mindset of fast forward and do and um, force. And I've, I'm running out of time and, you, and you're trying to like, what's the word? like give way too much and we're just so forceful in so many different contexts I think if we all just like especially in sex slowed down and just learned to be still mm-hmm. and and let the sexual energy exist as it is without needing to shape shift it and force it into this fucking like peg hole mm-hmm. I think that sex will transform it really will it doesn't have to be this goal-oriented orgasm focused situation it can be something else you can define your own sex life Mm. yeah absolutely and like I do you kind of see this as maybe like something that's affecting people's sex lives now is that I feel like I guess like women are kind of really expected to be in their masculine quite a lot now and when it comes to like sex I feel like you need that polarity of like someone being more in their feminine essence and someone being in their masculine do you feel like women are having like a harder time like connecting with their feminine essence yeah we all do everyone (laughs) not even just like women or people who identify as women like we are all 
struggling to be in our feminine because we, like I said, live in a world that's very focused on giving, mm. not so much receiving. And I don't mean giving like in gift giving kind of way. I mean <laughs> yeah. like in like a forceful doing, 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 doing. Like, yeah. And I think whilst we are reaping the gifts of all of what feminism has done for us, and I'm so grateful for it, we've also never had so many opportunities and suddenly we're not just stay-at-home mums anymore. You know, we're career women and we, we can have, you know, children at the same time. We have, like, families and personal lives. We have we have a lot going on and it, it is incredible. And at the same time, we're really spread quite thin and I think we're constantly in our masculine to keep up with that. The feminine really needs a lot of space and time and suddenly we don't really have that in society we don't really have the time and space to surrender and so of course that comes over into our sex life and suddenly like we're trying to rush sex and we feel like we're trying to I guess force a lot more and instead of just taking our time and going slow so I think society has a lot to answer for in regards to that Mm. (laughs) but yeah it's really really common that women feel refined to their masculine energy and that's okay if they're a masculine person that's how they identify then awesome Mm. but if it's something that they like feel as a person they identify more with their feminine energy then you know there might be a little bit of yeah confusion around what's going on and then in terms of what that looks like in sex so the the tantric principle of polarity is where it's all come from really and it's the idea that humans need like a magnetism so if anything is and if everything is energy then you're going to need some kind of magnet between them or resonance to let the energy flow freely between the two people or how many people are involved you never know Mm -hmm. um and if there isn't like a strong or a wide distance between those two poles, so like a really, someone's really in the masculine, someone's really in their feminine, then the energy doesn't flow as, I guess, directly. It can kind of get a bit confused. And I mean, that's the, t- the teaching that Tantra practices and it is like what people talk about but of course people are making up their own sex lives and they've got their own direction and what they want to do and there's no such thing as a good like the right or wrong thing you know you've got to find what works for you but in the terms when you when you brought up polarity kim i just wanted to say that as energies as people when people are in there like feminine or masculine they need like the direct opposite to let the sexual energy flow quite freely so that's what tantra um, preaches about can you tell us a little bit more about tantra like i feel like when i try and look it up i don't really get a concise answer of what it is or how to do it (laughs) yeah it's it's, there's nothing to to do it's just an understanding so again it's also an unlearning of things Mm -hmm. I think tantra is more of an appreciation of what is rather than a guide Mm -hmm. because it doesn't say that you need to learn anything it says that you are perfect and whole as you are so tantra isn't necessarily about sex either like everything I've been speaking about has basically been I'll just, I'll tell you now, everything I've said in this episode together has already been tantric. So Mm. it's all about 
open-mindedness and seeing everything as energy that exists on a spectrum rather than just quite linear tunnel vision. It's quite open-minded and non-judgmental and everything can be seen as orgasmic energy. So it views sex as this sacred meeting of two energies that never really ends or starts. It's just always there. And we all have sexual energy just flowing through us constantly. And we're able to use that for all kinds of things like work, creativity, parenting, all of it. And what can happen, so it's a really sacred energy. And what can happen is when we go through something that's quite difficult or if we go through like just have a bad day, what happens is we get like these blocks. I I like to see sexual energy as this riverbed that flows throughout all of our chakras basically. And it allows this thing called Kundalini, which is sexual energy to flow um, up through the spine and out, out through the heart space for the man. And then for the woman, it goes the other way around. So I'm using, I'm using man and woman, but this is regarding feminine and masculine energy, which is open to anyone. But the, the other way is for women or the feminine energy. They receive their, their sexual energy through their heart first and it flows out through their sex center. So that's how it works in a magnet kind of way for the masculine and the feminine energy and what happens with this like riverbed is like we go through life like I said and we have bad things that happen and if we don't heal them they become like these blocks or boulders in the way of the sexual energy that stops it from flowing freely and that can be really toxic and it can create a lot of like shadows and issues that you need to work through, like a ripple effect of issues. So that blocks the sexual energy. So we need to be really like taking care of ourselves in a multitude of ways to really maintain this precious sexual energy to let it flow. Yeah. Freely. And then especially in sex, like you'll feel it. So sex is a really transformative moment and sexual energy by like, by itself is just very, very powerful. So often you might be in sex and then all of a sudden you start crying and you start remembering something that happened. And it's because your body has, or the the water in that riverbed has just hit that boulder that's in the way and it's trying to release it. So yeah, that's like a few things about how sexual energy works and it's really, really sacred and it's really beautiful. And yeah, don't you love it though, Kim? Isn't it amazing? (laughs) It's so incredible. Like, I feel like I've been just starting to learn a little bit about the way, like, I guess energy flows through your body, like in terms of like practicing like Kundalini yoga and like learning a bit about the chakras. And I think it's just so incredible how like all of the modalities, they all, they all match up. Like every way of looking at like healing yourself, it's like they all align. And I think it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's got like, like I said, it's nothing to do with like trying to learn things. We don't need to remember anything. It's already all there. Mm -hmm. It's very natural. We've just got a lot standing in the way. So I think that's where you come in though. You've got so much to say on this. So could could you tell me a bit about what you do, Kim, in terms of like beliefs and mindset because you know you're basically a modern hypnotherapist I think this is fascinating (laughs) yeah absolutely so I work with a modality called RTT which is rapid transformational therapy and basically it combines like hypnosis NLP 
CBT and Gestalt therapy. And so what we do is like we find whatever your block or your pattern or like your issue or your limiting belief that you're struggling with, it all has a root cause and that's usually stems from childhood. There's some kind of a belief created out of things that happened to you at that point. And then you're really seeing the world as a child then. And so you're reinterpreting the world as a child and events that happen to you. And then the meaning you assign those events, you carry it with you through your whole life, unless you decide to do something on purpose to change it like RTT. And so it's really like almost having a software upgrade because you're like, okay, well, like that belief isn't serving me because this thing is showing up in my life. Like Say, for example, I'm just going to use like relationships as an example, like you date the same person over and over and over again, you keep having the same issue. And consciously, you're like, I don't want to date like an unavailable person, but I keep doing it. Like, why does this happen? And it's like, at some point in childhood, maybe you formed a belief around like relationships aren't safe or you're not worthy of being in a loving relationship or maybe your attachment style is like anxious. So you're just always scared they're going to leave and then you manifest that happening. So when we can go back in and find out where that root cause is and we can change the meaning and then we can imprint you with new beliefs so you get a different outcome out of it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I did some research on this and I just can't believe how like incredible it is. It's just fascinating. And I couldn't help thinking about like while you were talking just now about these beliefs that we do hold on to, you know, like I'm not a sexual person or I can't orgasm or like really, really common ones in sex is like everyone has a unique sentence around this, by the way. But for example, they might be like, I'm not a very sexual person or pleasure is like overwhelming and uncomfortable for me. And yeah, like I'm not a very sexual person. Like all of those kinds of beliefs, like they provide something that's very easy for us to hold on to. Like they give us a sense, sense of certainty, a sense of control, maybe even uncertainty. And that gives us like this risk and excitement. They can also just give us like significance and I think especially for like relationships and the beliefs that we have around those they can definitely give us this feeling of or false sense of love and connection so like I think they serve our mind or our ego in a lot of ways what do you think from your perspective about that yeah absolutely like I think the thing that shows up for people that's really interesting is like I think with your subconscious beliefs, it's like a lot of the time people don't know what they are, like, because it happened to you so young. It's like in your conscious mind, in your present day version of you, you're like, well, like you almost don't even realize you have the subconscious belief because you're so used to it. Like, for example, like with a woman who's like, I can't orgasm. It's like she's had that belief for so long. She couldn't imagine it being any other way if that makes sense. Like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, it does. Yep. So you need to create like a new reality concurrently whilst healing the old one. Is that what you mean? Like so that she has something to go towards? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love this perspective. I love just salt therapy. I um, have a bachelor of counseling. So really familiar with it but yeah I know there was a lot a lot more involved than just just salt but I find this so interesting and 
what what do you, what kind of issues do people come or concerns do people come to you with Kim like what is it that they're seeking to heal and I guess what could you give like my listeners maybe two yeah, or three to <laughs> absolutely I feel like I mostly work with people around mostly female entrepreneurs on like what they feel like is kind of holding them back from getting to that next level or it could be things around like what their money blocks are or like why don't they believe in themselves or why are they struggling with motivation but I say that like that's my main focus but with RTT it's a really incredible modality because you can work with people on like almost anything and I feel like it gets confusing then because it's like obviously you can't run a business and be like I can help every single person out there but with Mm -hmm. RTT it's incredible I think because a lot of people's issues they do stem from that root cause of at some point believing like I'm not enough or like this isn't available to me. Mm, yeah and it's like when you can change that part of it it's like your entire life changes like when you can get people to believe that they are enough that they are worthy that they deserve to have the confidence they want it like you see shifts in like every area of your life like people come in to work on like one specific thing and they're like oh my god all these other things in my life are different now Mm, yeah it's creates such a ripple effect like I said with my work we end up you know we start working on something to do with sex and then we end up talking about everything else in their life because it just it touches everything it's impossible to just focus on one area sometimes yeah because it's like it's usually like the way they do one thing is the way they do everything like we were saying before so it's like when you when you change like one part of it it's like it has like this huge ripple effect Mm, it does it really does and what like could you give maybe two or three tips for people to do like their own hypnotherapy like obviously it wouldn't compare to be working with someone like yourself which would be incredible but if they wanted to just try it themselves and do like a self rt is that something that you can do you can absolutely hypnotize yourself which is one of the incredible things because i think a lot of the time people think that like a hypnotherapist or a hypno like someone who's performing hypnosis they think of like that guy with like people on a stage and like waving a watch <laughs> and like them dancing like a chicken like that's not <laughs> what it is like that's one aspect of what you can do in terms of giving someone suggestions but like that's not what I do with people but basically when you're in hypnosis you're just in a highly suggestible state so when I do a session with someone it's like yes I'm the person guiding you through it but you're actually the one putting yourself in hypnosis because you're just taking on what I'm telling you so basically Mm. if you want to hypnotize yourself say you want to like change your beliefs around something or you're choosing to believe something new and maybe you can't do like a session with me or like someone else. What I basically get people to do is you look up like you're looking into your own eyebrows and then you take three deep breaths while you're doing that and then you close your eyelids down while you're still looking up and you'll sort of feel like a fluttering behind your eyelids. And that's when you're getting REM and you only get that when you're going into hypnosis or you're in like, you're asleep. Mm. 
So once you're kind of feeling that, then you can look down and just let your eyeballs go anywhere. And then I want you to like imagine you're looking down a staircase and then you just count yourself backwards from 10 to one and you just go like 10 going deeper, nine going deeper, like all the way down to one. And definitely do this like lying down, like don't be trying to like walk or something else. (laughs) And as you kind of count yourself down to one, you'll you're basically putting yourself into hypnosis. Like if you're sitting, you'll almost feel yourself really relaxed. If you're lying down, you'll just feel like really peaceful. It's almost just like a sleep of like your conscious mind is just taking a break. And so when you're in that state, you can start giving yourself the suggestions that you want to have. Like if we go back to the woman who thinks she can't orgasm, she can be like, I'm multi-orgasmic. It's really easy for me to orgasm. Like I choose to orgasm. Like speaking about it in a really positive way. So giving yourself suggestions in the positive and using really descriptive language because your mind really likes when you use like really powerful words, like instead of being like, oh, I would like to have an orgasm, be like, I'm multi-orgasmic because that kind of creates more of a picture for your mind to latch on to. Oh my God, amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so you can just do that. Like you can do it every day. The more you do it, the better because your mind really learns from that repetition. And so, yeah, you can essentially hypnotize yourself to believe whatever you'd like to choose to believe. Wow, I'm not going to lie. Up until the staircase bit, I was doing it with you and I felt the fluttering behind the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful. It's happening. (laughs) It happens really quick. People think it needs to take ages. It doesn't. And then at the end, you just walk yourself back out of it and then you're good to go about your day. I absolutely love that. It's like rewiring your brain, right? Yeah, like it's almost like you can, it's like reciting affirmations, but just on steroids because you're really putting it right into your subconscious. Because I do believe that like whilst people might have like a lot of people think like, yeah, sex is great. I'm, I like sex, but on like a cerebral level mm. and like on a neurological level, they're kind of like there is like a judgment around them being sexual. Like there's a limit or it's very conditional. Yeah. So I feel that like modern talk therapy and working like you know with a coach can only take you so far there's some things that you just have to do but this feels like a really great medium where you can get to that neurological cerebral level and actually rewire what that brain waves is like repeating over and over again so I think it could be like so powerful you must see some great results Kim absolutely I think the thing that people are so amazed by is like, because we always regress people to at least three memories of where their root cause of their issue started from. And they like go back and they're like, I don't know where this is coming from, but you told me to go there and instantly like scenes were coming up. I was like two years old. I could see everything that was happening. So I think Mm -hmm. even that just showing people where it came from gives them such a huge breakthrough in being like, well, if I decided to believe that, then I can decide to believe something different now. I would love to see the power of this whilst utilizing a strong sexual energy. So to get into like a really orgasmic state, not orgasm, but orgasmic mentality and like really feel the sexual energy coursing through you because Sexual energy by itself is very transformative. It allows, like you said, all of these things to come up. Can you imagine if they came together? Oh my God, 100%. (laughs) One of my favorite like manifestation techniques is like whenever I'm about to orgasm, I'll like think about what I want and it's Mm -hmm. really powerful. (laughs) Yes. I mean, 
yeah, orgasm itself is so powerful for manifesting. It it is by nature orgasm and sex is the most beautiful act of creation there is, right? They create babies for some people. So mm. got a lot of power. However, like we're not using it. We don't know how to use it. So I think, you know, we've covered a lot today. But I think yeah. the biggest takeaway is that you can rewire your brain and you can create anything you want and you can heal using sexual energy and modern hypnotherapy or RRT is what you call it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> Such a good combo. I feel like I could just keep talking about this for hours. <laughs> I think we'll do a part two. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you want to tell everyone where you can find you online? Yeah, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's probably the easiest place. Um, I'll spell it for you. It's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. That's Catherine Halcyon. What about you, Kim? (laughs) I'm on Instagram as well, and I'm just at Kim.Akrig. So it's A-K-R-I-G-G. And I'm pretty much the same on every other platform. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) I've had so much fun today, Kim. Thank you so much. So there you have it. I hope you loved this like joint interview where Catherine and I were interviewing each other. It was super fun having her on the show. So I hope you guys really enjoyed it. If you could leave a rating or a review on my iTunes page, that would mean so much. It would be so helpful. That's really how we help the show grow. I love hearing from you guys like what episodes you're really vibing with or seeing your screenshots on Instagram. So yeah, if you want to leave us a rating and a review, all you have to do is scroll to the bottom of the iTunes show page and there will be an option to do that. I love seeing your feedback. It really means a lot to me. And so yeah, that's it. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.